This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. John, let's lay this out how we always do. We always do the pregame six-pack. Uh, six things to watch for in the game to kind of lay out, lay this thing out preview style. You do three, I do three. And as always, you have the honors because there's only one of us on this podcast who's in the Hall of Fame, and it's you. So let's get it going, John. What is your first thing to watch for Bears-Texans this weekend? Let me ask you, Sean, how many starters – for the Texans right now, started in that game in 2020. Oh, boy. I'm going to – okay, Laramie Tunsil, I would say. Um, Titus Howard, I would say, right? Uh, That's all. So, Brandon – well, that was in 20. Brandon Cooks wasn't on the team. In, Brandon Cooks didn't start that game in 20? No, he was on there. But for whatever reason, I looked at the starting lineups. Um, I mean, yeah, Cooks was on the team. That was his first year, and that's a good point. Uh, there were only seven players that were on the team. Yeah, that I saw in there, but seven players that were even on the team in 2020, yeah, unless they were on the practice squad or injured. Still, <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty amazing from the 53 man roster that they had at that time. Let's see, I got to look that up because I'm sure uh, I blew it on Cooks. But that well, would Cooks, be Cooks great. may have missed Cooks in in 2020. I'm going to look, but in, in 2020 cooks, um, cooks missed a game. So it might've been, that might've been the Chicago game that he missed. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, John, but go ahead. You, uh, you, your, your point being, there has been a lot of turnover with the Houston Texans, uh, since that fateful day in Chicago in 2020. And what was the, what was the question? I forgot. Am I doing an up or a down? This is uh, John. This is a six pack, the pregame six pack. These are things to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you got sorry. us confused with stuff. I'm still, look, stuff I'm down. still look. I'm still looking up this game right now. And I will tell you, uh, golly, it's amazing. All the players who were in that game, everybody I'm hoping will want to know the answer to this. Boy, I don't see Cooks in there. Maybe that was, was, the, was the game. That he missed. Yeah, he was inactive. He he missed that game, John. He was inactive two, for that game. Two starters, the two offensive tackles. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, first thing, Sean, it's hard to believe there are two teams in the NFL that are worse than the Texans against the run, but there are. And the one that is a lot worse are the Chicago Bears. They're giving up 189 yards a game rushing. Wow. Now, that tells me the Texans should come out and they, if things go according to their plan, you know, they'll run 40 times, control the clock, but they're not going to give the ball to Damian Pierce 40 times. So if they give it to him, say, 25, are they going to give it to Rex Burkhead 15? Because if they do, they're not going to be controlling the clock. But I would say the running game, because the biggest weakness the Bears have is the run defense, and Damian Pierce looked good on 15 carries. Now he needs a lot more. Yeah, that's a good one. John, last week, Aaron Jones had 15 carries for 132 yards in wow. in uh, 
the loss to the Bears lost to Green Bay. Of course, Aaron Jones, the the Packers uh, starting tailback, fifteen carries for for a uh, for a buck thirty two. Yeah, John, if they're not running the ball this Sunday, then I you know th- it's going to be it's going to be a long season anyways. But in terms of what this team has, their stated goal is to run the football. The Texans don't hide the fact that they want to run the football. Um, so I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. And in fact, that leads perfectly. I, these teams are mirror images of each other from that standpoint, John, you mentioned it. There's only a couple teams worse than the Texans at defending the run. Well, the Texans are still 30th. <laughs> You're still close to the bottom of the league and the bears have been, they don't do a lot well offensively, but they actually do run the football pretty well. Last week against the Packers, uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert combined for 160 yards on just 19 carries. And that's a game, John, if you think about it, they were getting no help from their quarterback. Justin Fields is terrible. I'm sure we're going to talk about him at some point, either directly or as part of one of these bullet points. Um, they were getting no help from him, and they were behind for most of that game, at times significantly, and they were still running the football fairly decently in that game. The Texans have not been good. They've not been good tackling, John. I guess I'll combine this sort of thing to watch with, Bears running game with the Texans inability to tackle. They lead the league right now with 30 missed tackles through two games. That's, as you would like to say, pathetic. So, um, so that's my first thing to watch sort of the mirror image of what you just brought up. You know, the Texans, you brought up the Texans ability to run the football. I'm bringing up the Texans inability that needs to become an ability to defend the run in this game. By the way, they will get two opportunities against the next to worst run defense in the NFL right now, and that's Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And the Texans are only better than the Bears and the Titans. Mine is the secondary, specifically Derek Stingley Jr. bouncing back from the performance at Denver where they picked on him with Cortland Sutton. He made some good plays, but he gave up some big plays, two penalties. I look for him to bounce back. I would imagine the Bears going to put Darnett Mooney on him. Mooney had a big game in 2020. Right now, Justin Fields has completed 15 passes. That Total. is the fewest in the NFL by 13. Yeah. And maybe they'll come out and try to run the ball, but what they'll have to be aware of, of course, is him take off and running because unlike Davis Mills, he he's a really – good runner but he's off to a bad start even though he threw two touchdown passes in the second half of the first game and they beat the 49ers you know texans haven't beaten anybody but themselves but i would think the pass rush has got to keep containment watching the t- the, the games a couple of times jonathan Renard and jerry hughes would charge up the field get caught inside and guys would run outside of them. They got to be more disciplined in setting the edge to make sure Fields doesn't take off. But I think the secondary, led by Stingley, needs to bounce back big time. And this is a good opportunity to do it. Yeah, it's almost like you're cheating off my notes. From um, I, I'm doing Texans extra points this week, John, with uh, Drew Doherty on TV. And one of my keys to the game is what you just said: keeping Fields in the pocket because that's if if he escapes the pocket, that's the only way he can hurt you. He can't hurt you with his arm. They don't let him. He's only thrown twenty eight passes all year. Stingley is my player to watch in this game, which sounds weird because it's a game where these two teams are both going to be probably trying to run the ball forty times a piece. But Stingley has been up and down so far these first couple games. Mooney is a nice receiver, but he's not Cortland Sutton. You know, he's he's not he's not Cortland Sutton. He's you know he's he's a good receiver. He's not a great receiver. Stingley's got the potential to be a great cornerback, and if the Texans' run defense can keep Fields in 
down and distance situations where it's obvious passing downs. He's thrown three interceptions in 28 pass attempts so far. Um, uh, Fields has, which is horrible, obviously. Um, he's 10% of the plays that he's run, John, have been turnover-worthy plays in the passing game, um, which to, to, for a basis of comparison, Davis Mills is like barely over 1% turnover-worthy plays. Um, so so I'm with you. I think the, the corners, specifically Stingley, is, is definitely – uh, absolutely one to uh, one to watch. I'm going to go with my next one. We're doing the Hold on. Yeah, I just thought of another one. Yeah. Bills' passes have been off target a higher percentage of any quarterback in the NFL through two games. 28.9% of his passes have been off target, so that bodes well for what we were just talking about. Oh, my God. 28.9%. Yeah, and that that's not incomplete. That's off target. Like off that's target. Yeah, that's off target. So that's like not even in the same neighborhood. Yeah, he's these two quarterbacks, man. Like one of the they both have completion percentages below sixty percent. John, if this game plays out the way we think it should play out, you know, with these two teams trying to run the ball, the thing might be over by two thirty. <laughs> you know, like it's it, it could be a fast moving game. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my next one. We're, um, this is my second one for the pregame six-pack, is to keep Davis Mills clean, keep Davis Mills, keep pressure off of Davis Mills. And, John, I think there's been a distinct turning point in the season, which was the actual turning point in the Colts game. If you look at Davis Mills' numbers before he got that strip sack, before he got hit and turned the ball over and really kind of swung that game because the Colts had a short field and – time to come back from a 17-point deficit. I think it was only 14 at that at that point in the game. Before that play, before that strip sack fumble in the Colts game, Davis Mills was, was passing the ball at about 113 passer rating clip. Two touchdowns, completion percentage of about 70%. He was humming. The rest of that afternoon, fourth quarter and overtime, and then the entirety of the Denver game, he's been passing at about a 60-and-change passer rating, which is – bottom barrel. I mean, that's, that's practice squad level guy. Um, and a lot of that is due to him not handling pressure very well. Um, his passer rating with a clean pocket has been 88.3 this year, which is not great. It's not great, but it far exceeds his passer rating under pressure, which is 55.3, which is abysmal. Um, Look, I'd like for him to throw the ball better with pressure in his face. And actually, early in that Colts game, he did a few times. That's why I think that strip sack really affected him because he did take big hits early in that game and still delivered the ball on time. Um, but if he's going to be this under pressure, then at this juncture, until he gets better at it, you got no choice but to keep him clean. And the Bears actually do rush the passer pretty well. They've got Robert Quinn. Um, they've got uh, Travis Gibson, who had a couple sacks last week against the Packers. So they get after the passer pretty decently. So I think the pressures on Laramie Tunsil and Titus, really the whole offensive line, but particularly Tunsil and Howard Tunsil, especially because he's protecting that blind side. We can't have any of those blind side hits like he had in the Colts game, like they let up. So that's my second thing to watch is um, keeping Mills clean, keeping him in a clean pocket. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about Tunsil and Howard don't commit any penalties? Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice, be nice. Remember, Mills ran 16 yards down the nine-yard line. Tunsil got penalized. Boom, there went the touchdown. Um, my third one, Sean, is the wide receivers. Brandon Cooks dropped the touchdown pass. He should have caught it. A lot of people saying, well, it was off target. It was. He's an NFL receiver. He should have caught it. Lovey Smith said he should have caught it. When I went back and watched it and ran the – plays over and over I would see receivers who are covered a lot of the times and Mills is trying to make pinpoint passes where if his guy can't get it nobody can get it and like with Nico Collins sometime throw it up there and let him fight for it we saw that in training camp where he jumped and came down with balls with people all over him but I think that he needs to get in sync with his receivers and this receiver's got to get some separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I'll combine my third one with the one you just said, John, which is um, I'll add the tight ends to that. We've not seen much out of the tight ends so far. This might be a game where the tight ends get involved, especially if the Texans are trying to run the football. My guess is they're going to come out in some heavy sets, right? Probably a lot of two tight end stuff if they're lining up and trying to run the football. So that sets up, if you actually are running the football, you might be able to run some play action stuff off of that and get Brevin Jordan in space. We haven't seen him yet this year get in space. I think he's only caught two balls so far this year, and they were both like of the five to eight yard variety, you know, just little little dump passes. Um, I'd like to see them. I've heard so much about it, and we saw some of it in training camp, and all the experts out there think it's a he's a breakout candidate. He's got two catches so far. So I think maybe this game, if they're able to establish the run, and they're in some run-heavy, you know, heavy-set, double-tight end formations where maybe they got Farrell Brown and Brevin Jordan out there, O.J. Howard mixed in. Whoever it is, um, I'd like to see the tight ends more involved. This feels like a game where they can get the tight ends um, a little bit a little bit more involved. And Roquan Smith has not had a good season so far for the Bears, these first couple of games. So maybe there's something they can do about attacking the middle of the field. So I, I'm kind of, my third one is kind of, a, is kind of an addendum to yours because you're talking about Cooks, but – I, I would throw the tight ends in there as well. Yeah, I'm talking about all the receivers, Nico yeah. Collins as well. Yeah. Uh, now, I think Brevin Jordan suffered an ankle injury, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if he's full speed. I don't like the fact they play multiple tight ends when they don't have a tight end. And, uh, <laughs> you know, let it spread yeah. out. Spread out the defense and let Damian Pierce run. Don't go in there and play with multiple tight ends and think they're going to knock people off the ball because they don't, because they can't. Yeah. I I would rather see Pierce get the ball against a defense that's spread out Mm because he makes quick moves and he can accelerate and, of course, he can break some tackles. But the odds are, whatever they do, it's not going to work. Uh, well, that's those are the odds, right, John? Not much they've tried the last couple of years has worked. Yeah, I, I'm that's with you. Truth. I'm with you. Like I just even watching that game on Sunday against Denver, we were watching it. Every time they'd spread out, we're like, "Yes, this is what you need to do." And then they 
they bring in these, you know, they, they bring in heavier formations and I, I'm with you. I'm just trying to, I'm basing what to watch for on what I think is going to happen, not what I think should happen. I'm in complete agreement with you that Damian Pierce would be a more effective runner if they just spread it out four wide and do it from there. And who knows, maybe this offensive line might be more effective blocking that way too. While I'm thinking about it, you can be heard on extra points on Saturday night at 1030 on channel 13. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh channel 13 following whatever the big college football game is that, uh, that night. So yeah, uh, that'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. We should mention here as well. Um, H O U mailbag at gmail.com. We do a mailbag episode. If you missed it, it was tr- dropped yesterday. We had some really good stuff in there, mostly football, but a few little, uh, off to the side type topics as well. Jalen Petrie kind of inspired some of them by living at home with his parents, I'll say. Um, so you can, uh, you can hear the mailbag episode on Wednesdays each week, and you can email your questions to H O U mailbag at gmail.com. We thank everybody who's been sending in questions on that. So John, I think we got our six. I think we got our six things. What's your prediction for what happens before we get to for real or Fugazi? I know you're going to pick the bears. I'm going to pick the Texans lose to the bears. Uh, 20 to 17. No, I'm picking the Texans. That's what you meant to say. Yeah. Did I say you're picking a bear? Yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, why yeah, I, no, that's no, why no. I squinted at you. I'm like, yeah. I'm picking the Texans and I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me straighten that out. My dryer's going off. I'm picking the Bears to win 20 to 17. 20 to 17. I got Texans 17, Bears 16. So you and I see the same type of game here, which is low, low scoring. scoring and boring. Low scoring, boring, and uh, probably a lot of tra- uh, trials and tribulations and, a lot and of trauma snoring. in the red oh. zone. Yeah. <laughs> that's low right. scoring, boring, with a lot of snoring. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I All right. Tweet that. So there, yeah, write that down, John. That's good. Uh, so John, 20 to 17 bears over Texans. I've got 17 for the Texans, 16 bears.